0: Good morning. I'm already sweating. And it's not because of a hot flash. It's just the temperature here is rising. I'm beyond that. I'm beyond that. I'm past that. So I'm so excited to be attending services here at the bridge. This past few months, I think since we started holding services again starting when we started outside, the services have been pivotal in the life of the church. And I don't know about you, but I noticed a sense of urgency in Pastor Dennis lately. And like I said, temperatures rising. I'm catching the fever and I don't want to be left behind. <laughs> Well, but today you only have this little old grandma in front of you. I, don't, I hope I don't bring the temperature down. <laughs> Two weeks ago, when Pastor Dennis asked me to share a message with you, he said, I don't want something that's like lecture type. I want you to give a testimony about prayer. Because like Pastor Dennis said, there have been a lot of miracles happening here at the bridge. And even last week, last Sunday, there was someone who got instant healing. So before that, so many things. So it's an exciting thing. Exciting thing. So he wanted me to talk about prayer so that people will want to pray more and focus more on prayer. And AJ had also shared with me that the Lord had told him that there's going to be even more miracles happening at the bridge. So it's an exciting time. Well, my own testimony, what I'm going to be sharing with you, started just recently, about four weeks ago. I was going through some old books, and I came across a book by Mike Bickle called Growing in the Prophetic. Mike Bickle is the director of the International House of Prayer of Kansas City. Every time I buy a book, I write the date. Of when I purchased it. I I write it on the back cover and this particular book had February 9, 2010. There were a lot of markings on the book but I vaguely remember having read it and I in fact I've almost forgotten about it until now. And the first thought that came to me was this book is probably not going to be of much use to me because I do not have the gift of prophecy. It wasn't because I don't like prophecy, I do. I would love to do it. It's just in my mind, see what the mind does? In my mind, I have already decided that I am not prophetically gifted. And that was that. So I put the the book down and I remember feeling very sad. It's like seeing an invitation to a party Except that you weren't invited. Have you ever experienced those times when it seems like God hears your thoughts? And he lets you know he hears them? Well, that's exactly what happened. So the next day, I was just following my reading plan. Because that's how I spend my, my quiet time. I start with scripture. But I don't flip through the book and then just, you know, it's not at random. I was just following my reading plan. So, I came across this verse from 1 Corinthians for, uh, chapter 14 verses 1 to 4. It says, let love be your highest goal. But you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives. Especially the ability to prophesy. <laughs> For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God, since people won't be able to understand you. You will be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it will all be mysterious. But one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the whole church you know whenever something like this happens i feel like i can't help but feel loved because that because that was my issue and then the verse that came addresses my issue so it seems like the god of the universe is letting me know that he knows what's going on in my heart and he was responding to me through my scripture reading So it seemed like he was inviting me to the party, after all. And he wanted me to learn more about prophecy. Because I want to strengthen, encourage, and comfort people. And those are the things that happen when you prophesy. So I decided to pick up the book again. And it was a good thing I did. Because I discovered that my understanding of prophecy was way, way off. In Revelation chapter 19 verse 10, this is the Apostle John speaking about an angel. He said, at, his, at this I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, don't do that. I'm a fellow servant with you and with your brothers and sisters who hold testimony, uh, the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for it is the spirit of prophecy who bears testimony to Jesus. Some people think of prophecy as mostly predicting something in the future. But actually the Bible defines prophecy simply as the testimony of Jesus. So prophecy is the testimony of Jesus' heart, his love, and his care for his people. And its purpose is to edify, to strengthen, and encourage the body of Christ. So prophesying through our testimony... Is simply sharing the stories of God's interventions, His kindness, His love, His care in our lives. For example, someone shares a testimony that they've been healed of cancer. I remember Kenawa shared a testimony that they've been healed of cancer. Jesus healed her. And then at the same time, there's another person in the audience, another woman, who is suffering from cancer. Do you know that that is prophecy? When someone prophesies, okay. The testimony of Jesus is prophesying healing to that other person who is in the audience and who needs healing. So that's how it works. I had the privilege of attending one of the healing and impartation service by Randy Clark, beginning of 2020. And at the beginning of his healing services, you know what he does? He shows a video. It's a compilation of all the healings that have been happening in the past healing services. And he does it to release the spirit of prophecy. He does it to grow people's faith. And do you know that even before he says anything, just showing the video, people start getting healed? That's the power of testimony because it is prophecy. So at this time, that one point, I remember, it showed a woman who had been in an accident and she lost movement on her toes. But then she testified that God healed her. At the same time, there was another woman who had been in an accident and she had lost movement in her toes. In fact, she had screws on her big toe. So what did this woman do? She took off her shoe, took off her sock... And in faith started moving her toes. And did you know that she got healed? So as she was listening to the testimony, guys, we have to be greedy. Whenever someone testifies, that's me. I want that healing. I claim that healing. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Because that's testimony that Jesus is prophesying healing to you. So receive it. Take it. This is how powerful testimonies are. It gives people hope. And Jesus prophesies that he's he's willing to do it again. Do you know that the word testimony comes from the Hebrew root word meaning to repeat, to do again? So our testimony practically gives birth to even more testimonies. So when Pastor Dennis asks for testimonies, please don't hesitate because testimonies make the atmosphere ripe for possibilities, especially when people are expectant. So whether you've been healed of depression, whether you've been healed of cancer, whether you've been healed of a headache, it doesn't matter. Someone might be listening and might be in need of healing for the headache. So the testimony about Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Now there are many levels of prophetic ministry. And I'm I'm only going to talk about what I know. Because I only know simple prophecy. Which is distributed throughout the whole body of Christ. It's called simple prophecy, and anyone can do simple prophecy. The highest level is that of the office of prophet, and I'm far away from that, so I can't tell you much. But these are the people, much like the Old Testament prophets, who minister in signs and wonders. So imagine someone like Samuel, Isaiah, Elijah, and there are not very many of them around. So I may not be a prophet. But I can do simple ministry. And this type of simple prophecy was foretold in Acts chapter 2, verses 17 to 18. And it says, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit, even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. Did you just see that? Young and old, men and women, sons and daughters will prophesy. Because in the new covenant, each believer has the ability to hear directly from God through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. So instead of a limited few, all of us, including the children, are priests. Amen. I loved it when was it two weeks, two Sundays ago? Yeah. Sophia came here. Sophia is twelve years old. Yeah. She came up here and shared her testimony about how she prayed for her classmate, and her classmate classmate was healed of a headache, and then after that, another healing the same day, healing of the stomach stomachache. So. Even our children can prophesy. They can be involved. Can you imagine what would happen if our children and our youth grow up in that kind of atmosphere here at church, in that kind of culture? And that's why we have been given the charge. Remember it was last, last week when God gave me the impression about the children, how we are to steward them. Do you know why? God said, this youth, this children, they are my new planting. They are my new wine. Yeah. So, how do we prophesy? Amanda Fry is a full-time intercessory missionary at IHOP. And um, she trains people on prophecy. And she describes simple prophecy as Asking the Lord, hearing his answer, and sharing it in a way that comforts, encourages, and edifies. So, asking the Lord, hearing his answer, and sharing it to people in a way that comforts, encourages, and edifies. That sounds like doable, right? Another practical way is... Ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? Holy Spirit, what do do you want to say through me? Or Holy Spirit, is there something you want me to say to anybody? So far, it's doable, right? So now... Because Pastor Dennis asked me to talk about prayer, you may notice I haven't mentioned prayer.